We're in Proverbs this morning, and this is simple. Proverbs are just like, you know, simple statements about life principles, and you're going to learn a little bit about the character of the God of the Bible in here, and it kind of hit me a little bit different reading through it a while back. But uh, it did make me think, but we're going to read. It's Proverbs chapter 6 and verse verse 16 and verse 19. The idea, this is said two times in these verses, or twice in these verses. The phrase is sowing discord or sow a discord. It's like gossip. It's uh, it's interesting we're talking about this morning because... What Joe was talking about in Sunday school the last two weeks is this goes right along with it. But uh, this phrase shows up a couple times in these verses. And uh, Sam, I may get you to help me on the piano in just a second here. But these are the verses. I say this in verse 16, Proverbs 6, verse 16. These six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. Proud look, lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that divides wicked imaginations, feet that be swift to run to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. Sowing discord. There's a, there's a, uh, well, you read it once there, but I would, I would really, really rather preach a nice fluffy message this morning. I just, I, I hate dealing with this stuff that's so, it, it, when, when the Lord uses this kind of language, I, I don't like really preaching on it, honestly. But I think we take it far less serious than we ought to. You and I would probably agree that we believe Romans 10 and 13, you know, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that's, you know, that's, that's us. We've we got, we got to do that. But how many of us believe that God hates somebody that sows discord? I mean, that's a, ver- that's a verse in the Bible. You just read it. It's in the Bible. And God said, the God that wrote the author, the spirit that authored this book said, there's a few things I hate and I'm going to narrow them down to seven and this is one of them. And I hate this. And I hate the people that do this. That is some serious language. I think we take it far less serious than we ought to. Discord is, it's not an app on your phone. I mean, it is an app on your phone probably. But <laughs> I, I just, I, so I hear, I, I don't have it or anything. But in this case, that's not what it is. In this case, it has to do with being divisive. It has to do with undermining people's trust in someone for whatever reason. Maybe you don't like them. And so you undercut the 
trust or the character of the person. You create disunity and you create division among people where there should be, there should be unity. And you do it because you have an agenda and or this person does it because they've got an agenda. They've got some so, something they're, they're, they're working towards. And so they're willing to undercut a brother or sister, somebody else, for the purpose of their own, their own gain in some way. And so it's, it's to say something, do something that causes distrust among one another. And particularly in a way where there shouldn't be distrust. There shouldn't be any, 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 uh, any character being undermined or anything like that. And I think when it comes to things like this, we are so careless with what comes out of our mouths. We are so careless. And we take far less serious the things that come out of our mouths than God does. I mean, when, when the Lord says, I hate this, honestly, y'all, I would... I would rather just preach something that is, you know, happy and balloons and unicorns and whatever. <laughs> but this stuff, it, it is, we're very probably familiar with God is love and He is love. That's true. But just like you have a capacity to love and you have a capacity to hate, and sometimes you have a capacity to hate the right things. That, you got that from the Lord. That's part of his image. That's part of, part of who he is. And we take these things, I think, far less serious than God takes them and, and gossip and creating distrust. This, this divisiveness, it breaks down friendships. It breaks down families. It breaks down churches. It breaks down anywhere there's supposed to be fellowship this is, this is the method or the mechanism where that fellowship is going to be destroyed. And so when God sees that, particularly because it's a, it's a lie at heart, it's not, it's not a real thing being passed around. It's like starting fires and, and it's, just, it's, just, it's, it, it's just creating trouble. And the Lord sees that and He is disgusted with it. And he says, I, I hate this. And how many of us would, would read this in Proverbs and say, oh yeah, you know, we believe Romans 10, 13, call on, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We love that. You know why we love that? Because it, ha it has no behavior to it. I've, I've noticed we have a really good way of taking verses that deal with behavior and categorizing them to somebody else. And making them it's somebody else's business, and then all the verses that sound easy, we just that's that's us. That's where we are. Well, the same God that said, "Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved," which was, by the way, an Old Testament verse that Paul quotes, is the same God that says, "I hate him that sows discord." among brethren. I hate him. That, and that is, <laughs> I don't, again, 
I, I, I probably should stop apologizing for it, but I don't, I don't like saying that. I don't even like reading this. But we're going to go over this, this thought because it's my, one of my jobs is to explain the Bible here and give you a, a description of the character of the God that you say you worship. So let's, let's deal with, with the first pointedness. Um, well, I thought about having Sam go to the piano and maybe you can illustrate. You want to illustrate Discord? This is what Discord, I, he, I'm, I'm putting him on the spot. He doesn't know he's going to do this. But he's, he's musically adept enough to know how to do this. So can you give us a regular chord, a good sounding chord? All right. Now give us some Discord. That's minor. Give us, give us just like a... Okay. <laughs> Did y'all hear that? Can y'all hear the difference? <laughs> or just hit your hand on the piano like that. Yeah. There you go. I know y'all hear the difference. That's what Discord sounds like. That, that's what, okay, thank you, Sam. Good job. <laughs> I'm so good, I can't create Discord in my okay. That's what it sounds like. That's, that's the, the audio version of Discord. And so this is, this is something that is as unpleasant as it is to the ears. It's the same way with the Lord. It's unpleasant to Him. Not only is it unpleasant, He uses the strongest terms possible to condemn it. The proverb says this person is an abomination. This is an abomination to the Lord. He says, these six things that the Lord hate, seven are an abomination to Him. Same God that said, Romans 10.13 said this. Alright, so this is, we're, we're, we're not dealing with different gods or different spirits here. These six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination to Him. And He goes through the list. The last part of it, he that soweth discord among brethren. So this divisive person is an abomination to God. And there is not a stronger word than you could use to, to state the, the disgust God has for this. Abomination is someone who causes hatred or disgust. And like I said, you know, is God love? Yeah, yeah God, is, God is love, but... He's also capable of hating some things. He's a balanced being, just like you are. He's capable of hating some things. You might say that the Lord hates some things in the list. And He does hate some things in the list. But it's interesting when He gets to sowing discord, He uses a pronoun and says, He. Not just I hate discord. I hate the person that this comes from. That's tough. And I can see by your faces, you're kind of thinking, wow, this is maybe I've, maybe the preacher's going a little too far with this. Well, let's just read the verse. 
This is, this is the same God that authors all the verses you like says this. He said he's an abomination. What does he say in Psalms? In Psalms there, there's a, a verse that says and said a few times that God hates all workers of iniquity. That's tough language. And, I, and I, it's understandable why we avoid stuff like this. And why, why we love the verses that talk about, you know, you're sealed until the day of redemption and stuff like that. We love those verses. That just means we just have to exist and God does everything. But when you get to verses like this where it deals with what's actually coming out of your mouth, how you're behaving, now that's, that's different. We don't like responsibility. We don't, I don't like the... The, and I don't like the way God words this. I don't like the way that he says he hates. Well, you shouldn't be hating people. Well, some things you, you, you probably should hate. In verse 15 of this, this proverb, he's, it's kind of a context here. But I'll read verse 15 because it deals with the calamity of this person. Therefore shall his calamity come suddenly, suddenly shall he be broken without remedy. I mean, unless you can get this thing right. But this is, this is the judgment that God has on, on this type of thing. So first point, pretty simple. This is the strongest possible language that God could use for something. And I think it would be wise to listen to it. And not just write it off as some Old Testament, you know, fairy tale or some old thing that only applies to other people. No, this applies to you, and it applies to me, and it applies to whoever's reading this. And the character of the God that authored this book says, I hate this. I hate it. The condemnation is the strongest term. The second point in this is there's going to be a who. Notice the pronoun he says, he that sowed discord among the brethren. The question is who? There's a couple proverbs about this, about how sometimes you say gossip or how these things happen. And that's likened to a fire that gets spread. You know, James talks about the tongue being like a fire. And it says, look, if there's no fuel, the fire goes out. How many, anybody ever been camping and you ran out of firewood? And what happens to the fire? If you don't have any firewood, the fire goes out. But if there's somebody to start the fire and somebody to feed the fire, well, then it continues. The character responsible for this divisiveness, and this question, who? Because there's a person responsible for your distrust of somebody else. Or my distrust of you, or your distrust for whoever. Somebody told you where there was a friendship, where there was, where there was fellowship, somebody inserted a thought in your mind that said, you can't you can't trust that person. Their, their character is in question. I like what Joe, Joe said. It's, it's like the, the example about, you know, I think the, 
just general, uh, you say something like, oh, that, that guy, that CEO, he's corrupt. Well, you, you wouldn't have thought that unless somebody said that. And now you've got to think about it. Now you've got to consider it. Well, I wonder what they meant. I wonder, I wonder why, I wonder, and I wonder why they would say that. Point is, though, that thought didn't enter your mind until somebody started the fire. And you can let the fire go out. That's generally not what we do. Why? Because we like fires. We, we like fires. We, we, sometimes fires make us feel good. Some, sometimes they're, they're, they're comforting. Question is who? Who started this? Who, who is the one? And I love the way it's worded here. Sowing discord. Sowing is like a farmer. Spreading seed. You go out and you sow the, sow the field with seed. You know, that's the way gossip works. That's the way you use your mouth sometimes. You spread the seed, and you're, you're not looking for immediate growth. You're just looking for the thing to take root. You just want it to start to, start to grow a little bit. And uh, I, I think the people, when we do these things, we are definitely not considering the end. And we definitely show our hatred for other people when we do these things. And it's, I think it's why God would say it's an abomination. This is an abomination. Who did this? Who's the farmer that planted the seed? Where did you get this thought from? You could say, why did you get this thought? Where did you get it from? There's a character responsible for this divisiveness. They're sneaky. They're manipulative. And I'll say, before you know it, you'll be a part of their army if you don't deal with it. Because the point is, planting seeds, you won't, you won't, you're not going to see the seed that's planted. You won't even maybe recognize it. You won't even notice it. Just a word here, a word there, just something. And why, why would they do that? Why would someone do that? Again, I think Joe had some good, good points with all that. Either you don't, you don't like them. I, I notice if, if I don't like somebody, it is very easy. It's, it's much easier to pass around bad information about somebody I don't like. So i got to be aware of that, and you got to be aware of that. Because in reality, there are people you don't like. And there, there, are, there are, and it's easier for you to spread things about them than, I don't know, you don't like them. That's the motivation. I've noticed in, in uh, this, this happens with, um, I don't know, anyone that's in a position to make any kind of decision. And you're not in that position. And then they make a decision that you don't like. I've noticed that brings about some of this stuff. I, I you know, I, I don't like the, the way they, that, that person, or it goes this way, um, that person is corrupt because they didn't do it your way. 
That happens. What's the motivation? The motivation is I didn't get my way. I didn't get my way, so obviously the person making the decision is corrupt because I didn't get my way. (laughs) That's not true. There's a character. There's a person responsible. He's described or she's described as froward, means difficult sometimes to deal with, contrary, argumentative, it can be, contentious, looking for a fight so they can prove themselves righteous. And it's ironic that way. It's ironic the, the characteristics and the duplicity and the hypocrisy that we adopt. That we want so much to prove ourselves right sometimes that we'll do terrible things to other people just to prove ourselves right. That sounds a little backwards. That means you're probably not right. If you're willing to destroy someone else to prove that you're right, hmm, you're probably not right. You definitely don't have the right character, the right spirit about you. And this is not somebody that just misspoke or maybe said something out of turn. This is a person who plots and plans to make some divisive comments to gossip, to pass along gossip. This, is, this isn't some accidental thing. This is very purposeful. So a very simple application to this, right off the bat, is don't ever be the one responsible for sowing discord. Say, oh, I I know all that. Do you? Do you really know that? And if you don't know it, if you don't really take it to heart, consider what God said about it. I hate him that sows discord. That is serious language. Don't be the one responsible for sowing discord among brothers and, and, and sisters, friends, Don't be that person. I say if you choose to be, there's one thing for sure God said He is absolutely opposed to you. Absolutely opposed to you. Somebody, well, sometimes I fear in these things we just, we we have this kind of casual attitude, you know, that, well, I'm, I'm saved, I'm just messed up, and it really doesn't matter, it really, it, you know, or out of sight, out of mind. I don't have to think about it anymore. I spread the gossip, the guy's gone, the girl's gone, the family's gone, the whatever, and we're done. Because it's out of your mind doesn't mean it's out of God's mind. But we have a way of just sort of, you know, treating these things casually. God uses the strongest terms possible in this. And then, second point is, there's always someone responsible. Don't be the someone responsible. Pay careful attention to what comes out of your mouth, especially, 
especially if you're going to undermine or cast doubt about somebody else's character. I, I know you don't want it done to you. God treats this stuff very seriously. What's the course of it? The words he uses, he says he sows discord. So this is like planting seed. And it's not, it's not, it's not scattered like in the, you know, in the, in the parable where Jesus talks about the sower and the seed and he sows the seed and he just sort of scatters it out everywhere. These seeds are strategically planted. They're put in places where the person planting them will think they'll grow. And I would say if, if the sower of discord is willing to put something in your heart and mind, your testimony probably isn't that good. Because they see in you a fertile ground for starting trouble. The sower, he sows this discord, and, and it says among brethren. Maybe, you know, among those that name the name of Christ. And this discord, it's like a seed. It's first small, it's insignificant. It's, it, it doesn't seem to be that harmful. But in it contains the genetics for the tree that's going to grow over time. And if you don't deal with it, the tree grows. I remember the other, uh, well, it's been... It was probably last year. It was when we still had the the dogs, little Simon. And uh, the backyard was always filled with weeds, and I mean, I mean they would grow fast. I had to mow it quickly. And uh, anyway, there was there was a, a a couple of times where one of the weeds or a few of the weeds they just I didn't get get. It mowed in time, and before you know it, you had to do more than just mow it. You got to dig this thing up now. This thing has taken root. It's got a it's got a stock on. I mean, this thing is is substantial now, and that's what it gets into. It it, it doesn't start that way. It's just a seed, and it, it goes into the ground, and it goes into the heart, goes into the mind, and it takes its root, and starts to grow and a lot of times you know fruit takes a while to grow some seeds take longer to sprout than others but there's a, there's sort of an air of grumbling and murmuring complaining and it's subtle for a while but then it takes it, it sprouts up and it's visible and if it's not taken care of it grows and becomes substantial and then, in order to get rid of it, you're going to have to tear up the ground to get rid of it. I mean, you understand that I, I love the way it's described, to sow discord. It's exactly the way this stuff works. It's exactly the way this stuff works. And so God uses these very strong terms about it. The same God who said all the verses that you love said this verse. And it's the same character, it's the same attitude, it's the same personality that said these things, that said 
all the positive things. Sometimes we just don't take these things far serious, serious enough. So what do we do about it? Let's get to some, some solutions here. Sometimes, sometimes soil isn't good to receive seed. And in this situation, you would do well to be that soil where you don't receive the seed very well. In one ear, out the other, put an end to it, call it out, ask for details, be specific. If there's something seriously wrong, some soil isn't good to receive seeds of discord. You and I need to be that. How do you do that? You maintain a right heart, right spirit, you know, you let a little anger and bitterness creep in. Like I said earlier, it's, it's way easier to receive an accusation against somebody you already hate. I mean, we're willing to listen. You got, you got the juicy gossip on somebody I hate? Okay, tell me. You know what you got to do? Control your heart. Control your spirit. Don't, don't let that stuff dictate what's coming in and what's, what's going out. Maintain a right heart, right spirit. Don't be easy prey to get caught up in this world. You, you'll, be, you'll be discerning if you maintain a humble, forgiving, loving heart towards other people. That is not fertile ground for destroying people's lives. Humility, forgiveness, love, kindness. If that's in your heart, that is not fertile ground to destroy people. So you know what you need to do? Maintain that. Maintain that. Sometimes you need to refuse to listen. Just refuse to listen. You know, you know if, if the worst thing for, well, put it this way. Gossip can't go anywhere if it doesn't have any ears to talk to. It can't go anywhere. There's no fuel for the fire. There's, there's, no, there's nowhere for this to go. So if you close your ears to it, you know, what you, you know what you might find? You might find the people that love gossiping will stop talking to you about other people. Why? Because you're not, you're not listening. You're not, you're not interested in their character assassinations. You're not interested in the gossip. I want to I cultivate kindness. I want to cultivate love. I want to cultivate forgiveness. I want to cultivate goodness. I don't want to cult cultivate animosity and hatred. Refuse to listen. Refuse to let little things become big things. Don't let, don't let, the, don't let the weed take root. I mean, either get it sorted out between the people that, that, that need to sort it out or don't pass it on. Refuse to let little things become big things. 
refuse to make your opinion equal to God's opinion. Because that's, that's what a lot of this boils down to. I don't, I don't, I don't like you because you did something I don't like. Or, and it's not, it's not criminal. It's just I don't agree with what you did and therefore I don't like you. You know what? Your opinion is not God's opinion. So don't make it God's opinion. Refuse to make your thoughts equal with God's. Instead, listen. Because it, in the end, this is his thought on it. This is actually what he said about it. About things like this. Paul would say very harshly and critically, Mark them which cause division among you. And, you know what he says after that? Avoid them. I know we're supposed to hug everybody and, you know, we'll bring it all in and we're all, we're all yeah, that's, that's the ideal situation. But the reality is that's not always what happens. And when stuff starts creeping in in your life, in your family, in a church, in workplace, wherever it is, stuff starts creeping in. Paul says, your best bet is just to get away from that. Markham, that person, that lady, that man, that person creates division. And stay away from it. Don't let discord be sown. I say this, this, uh, we'll wrap this up. Just a simple, but I think needed message and things we ought to consider about what comes out of our mouths. You know, have your close friends over and just, we're going to, we're going to, you, you probably know some folks, hopefully you're not the folks, but you probably know some folks that every time you get together, it's just a gripe session. That's not healthy. It's a gripe session about people. It's a gripe session about whatever, whatever's going on. That's not healthy at all. And it's not even Christian. I mean, we want to be Christians. You want to, you want to live like the Lord said to live. Then getting together and have a gripe session, complain about other people's lives, that it, or just your opinions. The Lord says, I hate that. I hate it. And I don't know how, how to express this any, any more forcibly. I will say, like, like I said earlier, I, w- I would love to get up this morning and preach to you about cotton candy and, you know, just, just whatever, all the, all the good feels and all that stuff. But just as much as there's good stuff and love in the Bible, 
there are some serious warnings about what comes out of your mouth. Serious warnings. And they're not just, eh, well, you know, I'm saying I messed up and whatever. The God that wrote this says, I hate it. So you and I need to be responsible to say, okay, if God hates that, I'm not going to let this in my life and I'm not going to be the one that puts this stuff out either. These six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. And I'm skip down to verse 19. A false witness that speaketh lies and he that soweth discord among brethren. That's tough. That's tough. I know this isn't a jump up and down and amen and all that. But that's Bible. And that's what the God of the Bible said. So watch your mouth. You don't want it done to you? Don't be, don't be so quick to pull the trigger on somebody's character. Even, even if you have the information, you know what? Sometimes it's better not to distribute it. Even if it's true. Sometimes it's better just to keep it to yourself. Especially if it's not true. Definitely keep it to yourself or get rid of it somehow. <laughs> get rid of the, 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 the words that are coming into your ears. So there you go. <laughs> Don't be one that sows discord. God ain't going to put up with it. The God of this book ain't going to put up with it. I don't, I don't even know what to sing now. I don't know what we're supposed to <laughs> You got anything, Ben? You got a depressing song we could sing? <laughs> Avoid depression songs. Page Probably number 10 in the hymnal. Page number 10. Jesus, keep me near the cross. Page number 10. We'll sing the first, the third, and the last verse. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There a precious fountain free to all a healing stream flows from calvary's mountain in the cross in the cross be my glory ever till my raptured soul shall find Rest beyond the river, near the cross, O oh 